Coming up on this episode of Dispatch, 269 stocks go ex-dividend next week. Dividend trends that will surprise you, plus investment philosophies from the man who brought you The Hobbit, and there's a cat in the Dividend.com studios. Hello and welcome. This is Jeff from Dividend.com. This is the Dividend Dispatch podcast for the week of November 23rd, 2015. Everything you need to know about the market between your desk and your door. Happy to have you along for another installment of Dispatch, the ultimate guide for dividend investors brought to you by Dividend.com. Time now for the Dividend Market Minute. It's time now for the Dividend Market Minute, where we take a quick overview at what happened last week and tee up the week that's coming, all from a dividend investor's perspective. You can catch a more in-depth version of this wrap and glance on the Dividend.com news page. After the last few weeks of rough data, rough earnings guidance, and rough Federal Reserve expectations, the markets perked up this week. Even with terrorist attacks in France, broad market indexes managed to show gains this week. Driving those gains were bullish unemployment numbers, slight upticks in inflation and FOMC minutes that basically gave the green light to a rate hike liftoff. As for stocks themselves, this week was all about consumer discretionary and staples earnings. And it seems that the worries about the health of the U.S. consumer may be a little misguided. Several bellwethers reported slightly better than expected numbers and gave cautious but positive guidance figures. This week could see more of the same, but with a heftier dose of volatility. So beware, this volatility won't be caused by specific data points, but by low trading volumes. Remember, Thanksgiving is on Wednesday, so markets will be closed. You could expect to see trading volumes start to dry up as early as Tuesday. No idea when exactly they'll start to decline, but have an eye for that. And even though the market is open on Friday, we'll most likely see light volume there again. This could make things interesting as there is actually a decent amount of earnings and data being released this week, including domestic GDP numbers. Ultimately, the early part of the week will be hot and heavy with the vast bulk of earnings and data coming at that time. Dividend Search Trends. Time now for Dividend Search Trends. Ever wondered what weird and wonderful things your dividend compatriots are looking up on the internet? Me too. Dividend Search Trends is your look into the future based on hundreds of thousands of anonymous search queries on Dividend.com. And these search trends offer insights into what other dividend investors are thinking about, as well as just people who are stay-at-home day traders, uh, whether they're corporate or independent, whatever you want to call it. They're Googling this stuff too. They're looking it up on Dividend.com. So clearly, people elsewhere are all sort of having the same pack mentality, whether they know it or not. Here are the top five. At number five, MLPs. These are trending because oil prices are down, they're topsy-turvy, they're in flux. So we have a great article on MLPs on Dividend.com. It's called Look Before You Leap Into MLPs. 
a simple Google search or a very simple query on dividend.com should help you find that article. Again, it's called Look Before You Leap Into MLPs. Drips, dividend reinvestment programs, always a good plan. Reuse your dividend payouts to buy more shares, especially when you know, we're going through dips and stocks are sort of trading at lower numbers. Uh, this is a good way for you long-term investors to just not really have to worry about it. Set it, forget it. Your drips are going to keep buying back shares and you're going to grow richer over time. Number three, Blackstone. Why? Inconsistent payout amounts. Their dividend history is very spotty. And by spotty, I mean moody. In four years, their payout has ranged between 10 cents to 89 cents. So I wouldn't set my watch to them or my income to them at all. Number two, BHP Billiton. They've got a questionable dividend policy as they're planning to dilute their capital structure in order to pay their dividends. So that probably has a few of you scared. Maybe it has a few of you curious. Either way, had lots of query volumes on that as well. And lastly, Intel. Yes, Intel. The chip giant has raised its dividend by 8%. Now that makes it just over $1 per share annualized. This came as a surprise to us as Intel's revenue and earnings growth of late has been slowed uh, considerably this year. However, they are saying that they're putting a lot of money into R&D and a lot of money into new lines of business. So perhaps this is being queried because A, the dividend's going up and B, there's some new potential coming out of Intel. As I mentioned off the top of the show, 269 stocks are going ex-dividend next week. I could sit here and yell at you and tell you which ones they are, but ain't nobody got time for that. And that's a whole lot of me telling you just random company names. Here are 15 of the ones you probably most want to know about. Uh, Dominion Resources, McGraw-Hill Financial, Hershey Company, TE Connectivity Limited, Magna International, Perigo Company, CSX Corp, Estee Lauder, Brookfield Asset Management, Lockheed Martin, Kellogg Co., Coca-Cola Co., McKesson Corp., Qualcomm, and Tyson Foods. 15 dividend stalwarts right there. You'll want to definitely check them out. If you want to have more information on that, go over to Dividend.com and use our ex-dividend calendar tool. It's an amazing tool. Uh, if you've never used it, it's very simple. Log in, tinker through it, set the dates for next week of the companies you want to see, and I guarantee you, you'll see 269 stocks going ex-div next week. Oh, shit moment. It's time now for the oh, shit moment. It's that magical part of the show in which we look back at some of the biggest financial blunders in history, and yes, we've all made them, so this helps us feel a little bit better about ourselves. And there are obviously moments where if you were living in that time, you would sit and you would say, oh, shit. Today, we're going back to the Panic of 1837. Names were so much cooler back then, weren't they? Like, they actually seemed to really put some thought into what they were going to call them. The Panic of 1837. Pessimism abounded during this time, and you know what pessimism can do? Just read the titles of clickbait articles on various websites. Not ours, of course, because we believe in good content, but the ones that make you just scared, so you have to click on it. Pessimism isn't great for the markets. Speculative lending practices in the Western states, a sharp decline in cotton prices, a collapsing land bubble, international special flows, and restrictive lending policies in Great Britain, 
all to blame. If you're wondering what specie means, it's money in the form of coins rather than notes, which obviously means devaluation. On May 10, 1837, banks in New York City suspended specie payments, meaning they would no longer redeem commercial paper in a specie at full base value. Despite a brief recovery in 1838, the recession persisted for approximately seven years, virtually touching every corner of the nation. Banks collapsed, businesses failed, prices declined, and thousands of workers were without jobs. Unemployment was said to have reached as high as 25% in some places. Out of 850 banks in the U.S., 343 closed entirely, 62 failed partially, and the publishing industry was particularly hard hit during the recession or the depression that followed. Definitely an oh shit moment to anybody living in the panic of 1837. Investment philosophies. We're drawing to the end of the show, which means it's time now for investment philosophies, parting words to aid you in your dividend investing voyage. And also maybe you can use them in life in general. And this week we're looking to a poem from the ultimate writer, J.R.R. Tolkien. Yes, I'm a nerd. Let that soak in. It's part of a larger poem from the Fellowship of the Rings. But this is in poetry class, so I shan't be reading it to you in full, although I really want to. And it goes like this. Deep roots are not reached by the frost, which means that as long as you've got good stocks and you are well invested, all these little blips in the radar of the markets do not matter. They don't touch you. You know, you hold good companies. You know, you have good, reliable dividend payouts. And anything that comes along the way, you can just sit back in your easy chair, chill it out, and know that you're going to be okay. If you think of the dips, recessions, and market turmoils like winter, and you picture your investments like a tree, we all know that the winter doesn't beat the tree, the tree beats winter. We as investors have one advantage over the trees, however, our funds don't expire with age as the tree does. They can be passed along from generation to generation, thus tying in with last week's investment philosophy, always think seven generations ahead as the snowball effect of your investments accounts can get you through retirement and then passed on to whoever you leave behind you. That's it for me. We here at Dividend.com want to wish you a very lovely Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Don't eat not enough. Enjoy the football or whatever it is that you're into. Enjoy the family. Travel safe and enjoy some time away from the markets and enjoy some time with loved ones. If you like the show, please post it to your LinkedIn. Tag us. Say hello. Post it to your Twitter feeds. We want to grow the show and we want to make the show bigger and better. One day we'll have our subject matter experts join in and have conversations with me so that you, the listener, can hear more. So share the show. Let us know what you think. And until next time, plan your trades and trade to your plan. Don't get crazy, don't get greedy, don't get scared. Have a great week and a great Thanksgiving.